Uh, Bash, how's the uh, the body after your uh, your first team performance yesterday? Well, it's um, considering I made a very limited contribution. The hamstrings are a little bit tight after a few occasional sprints, a little bit like piano wire. But um, other than that, relatively unscathed, and should certainly be in shape for another game next August. Um, but um, how about yourself? You um, you um, you um, turned your arm over a bit, took another five for, and then was subject to a heated discussion during the tea interval about go records and who was the quickest of all time and all that stuff. So how are you feeling today, Birdie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Easy discussion. I'm, I'm chasing Trav down on the uh, on the Fifers, so uh, Trav had better, better watch that. Um, back's in a bit of trouble, but uh, I'm on some strong, strong painkillers. So if I drift off during the uh, the podcast, you'll know why. But uh, I guess it'll make a change from the listeners drifting off. So so we're, we're OK. Yeah, ready to go. I'll be ready to go next week. And that's that's what the listeners want to hear. Yeah, no, that's certainly what the selection committee want to hear, given the um, the endeavours to get 22 people out onto the pitch on Saturday, which was kind of close to the wire. And a little bit of controversy as a few party goers appeared late in the day, suggesting that they perhaps could have um, donned their maroon caps and um, got 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 involved. So, um, listen, Bertie, shall I um, shall I just tell us what we're going to cover today? Because we yeah. have a little bit of um, coverage from yesterday's fantastic. Um, efforts at, uh, at Willington Park and then an update on how the two's gone and a few other things. So, um, yeah, so we're going to go over and um, just share a little bit of um, podcasting we did live yesterday at the ground and a few snippets and observations about um, the game in progress um, and, and a reminder that um, the Wands had a fairly comprehensive um, eight-wicket win built around your five for um, which restricted Whittington and, a, and another hard-hitting innings from Stoddy. But we'll hear a little bit about that live from the ground recorded yesterday. Um, well, then, um, well, then we've got a real bonus for Crofters fans around the world. And this may well be capturing the last cricketing involvement of Lee Tasker, who um, was persuaded to come out of hibernation uh, yesterday um, and turned out for the ones at Whittington. And Lee very kindly offered... Um, offered his time during the interval to um, share his thoughts and be one of our guests on our, our BBQ um, series. So so that's what's coming up. And then we're going to finish off by returning to our um, celebrities as Village Cricket 11 and then perhaps talk about a few things, COVID and things that might change. So um, anything that you wanted to say, Birdie, ahead of us diving straight into the live action from yesterday? No, no, we'll save the uh, we'll save the you know, the talking about um, win lose cricket. We played two of those now. We'll save that towards the end. The only thing I will say though is, is you know, the, the, the Tasker thing. I thought I saw you know after the interview yesterday, we saw a bit of a glint back in his eye. I thought um, you know maybe maybe because he's famous Task for for falling out of love with the game, and uh, and I thought as we also we we um, sat down at the end of the match. I think you must have, you must have nipped back to the studio to splice the uh, the live footage, the outdoor footage together. But we sat on the grass, and uh, he likes talking cricket, Lee. And we had we had we had a chat on the grass as well about uh, you know the, the international game, etc., and the Edge documentary coming on tonight. And uh, you never know, we may see it. Yeah, I I saw that glint in his eye. I thought it was rage. <laughs> Possibly. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, well listen, let's go let's go over and let's find out what happened or give a snippet of what happened at Willington yesterday. So here we go. Good afternoon or good evening everybody, wherever you're listening to Bouncing Off the Ground. This is just a little section we recorded yesterday at um, 
Winnington Park CC. We've just seen Stoddy hit James Hendry for 16 in and over with two big sixes. He's continuing where he left off last week, Birdie. He is indeed. He had a he had a fine weekend um, with the bat, Stoddy. He hit the, the highest ever club score that we know about. Um, beat Mark Butcher's uh, 136 and he hit 140. And uh, he looked in very good form do, to doing it, as did Ali Beg. Ali Beg hit 60-odd um, today, and he's in the team today as well. So uh, the team is riding high at the moment, yeah. Excellent. Well, a lot of listeners wondering what the hell I'm doing here. So I'm very much a mateweight, and I, probably because fans wanted a bit of live action from the one, so I've been armed with the podcast app. Um, and we are just sat on the grass. We're at a deep mid-off and we have seen, as I said, those two big sixes from Stoddy kind of nonchalantly um, hit square of the wicket. And we've just seen a couple of wides bowled after an absolutely fantastic textbook, textbook kind of um, copyrighted Harris Yassin spank. It is a his, spank, yeah. isn't it's, it? It's, it's, it's the Yassin it's, spank. It's I think signature we've named shot it. through mid wicket. He picks it up, picks length up very, very quickly. And... Um, blisters it through midweek it's fabulous and, and and who else have we got in the team birdie today we've got we've, we've, we've been bringing up the dead pretty much yeah, haven't we really it's an, old, it's an oldest team you're looking at over 40s we've got andrew ainsworth he's in he's in watching ben um, whether he uh, he's been he's been going long on to long on my fielding slot uh, or as we like to say long on to long leg well you know as long as it, it's long it's long <laughs> and that that'll be fine um so yeah we've got that and uh We've got the two South Africans in the team. They're both sitting. I can see them sitting up there. Craig uh, had a good bowl today. KW, uh, as in Kingsley Warman, had uh, a couple of slip catches off me and uh, all going well. Yeah. Excellent. So we're looking over at the um, famous, really, the famous Winnington black and white, traditional Cheshire black and white um, clubhouse there. A really, a really big, um, big set of dressing room. And everyone sat outside, socially distanced. So we can see the two South Africans. We can see a few other people. Obviously, much harder to see little Lee Tasker, who's joining us today. Yeah, it is. And uh, I remember Lee's last game for the ones. Um, and uh, I think Stoddy's, uh, he's worked on him and he's managed to, to, to get him out of retirement. His last game, he had, a, he had a fresh air game. I think he was out first ball and he vowed never to play again. So uh, I'm not sure what uh, what hold Stoddy's got over him, but well, I think we could uh, maybe have a chat with him later. He's, he's very unimpressed with news that some people might be unavailable because they've got parties to go to. Yeah. On two counts, really, you still play cricket during the day and you shouldn't be going to parties because there's still social restrictions in place, which we're very all true. having to sort out every every six overs. Uh, so we're, we're sanitising our hands. But it's looking pretty good here. We're on 25 already. Stoddy's on 17. Harris has just hit that wonderful four. Um, so hopefully they'll make light work of this, but we don't know. So Harris has just... He's just got the ball down to a sort of deep third man. Backward cut, proper genuine back yeah, cut. Yeah, proper shot there, Birdie, proper shot. So hopefully everyone listening is just getting a taste of the action. It's a nice, lovely flat, flat ground and the outfield's in very good condition here. Not allowed to go in the changing rooms. But um, I've got, I know we haven't got, we've tried to get Lee to come on the podcast and we might get him on a little bit later on. So just to, so you know that we are making strenuous efforts. Not everyone's... Um, not everyone's overcome their innate shyness in the same way that you and me have, but I think it's fair to say. But listen, I've got a question for you, which oh, I've been yeah. looking to pose, and I've only just noticed this, but que- you know, question number one, do you think it's appropriate for a village cricketer in his 50s to have his initials on his um, cricket shoes? Well, I, uh, I do, 
actually I do and uh, I'll tell you when I got these he was going to be my last pair of boots ever so I thought you know what when you're over 50 you know you just you do a few crazy things and I actually thought they'd be embroidered it would be the AB would be a little embroidered AB and I was quite disappointed it's just a sticker but uh, but nothing wrong with that at all no no okay okay I think it's a bit sad but I mean that's uh, neither here nor there to be honest <laughs> so listen but but let's let's as we are being nice to each other on on um, on lockdown and to the whole world via the the podcast let's just run through what happened bowling wise because you had a pretty successful day Adrian just tell us what you did yeah I, I, I got five wickets nice to get another five for um, I don't think there was rhythm there you ask Kieran Ollier and Kieran Kieran's uh, you know the biggest critic and and rightly so I don't think there was a lot of rhythm but. Uh, they kept managing to hit it up in the air, and I got a couple early uh, with uh, in the slips. So uh, yeah, nice little five. Yeah, he's, he's a very hard man to um, impress. Ko, he, uh, he's got that perpetual sort of "I'm underwhelmed" uh, look on his face. But that's um, that's absolutely fine. Um, there's a here in the background. There, that's a single for Harris, Harris Yass yeah. in there. So we've got Stoddy at this end. He's got his. He's got the Maroonatics helmet on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not got any stickers on his back, which must be driving Mr. Ainsworth absolutely mad. Yeah. Um, but he's um, he must be eyeing up that big gap now because they've yeah. had two boundary riders on early on. They've not reinstated yeah. those, and I think he must be looking there. I think um, over towards Cow, yeah, thinking I yeah. can get my uh, strike and rate up and here. And of course, it's, it's ex-KCC member James James Henry bowling. Yeah, uh, that was yeah. a little he bit was, short of a length, so he, he was, was on looking, the back foot. He was looking there. Yeah. But interestingly, just you know, just to paint the picture for those of you who've not made the trip to uh, to Winnington today, the the old factory which was opposite the uh, the, the, the black and white pavilion that's gone. They, they've knocked that down, haven't they? And I quite lo- like looking at that kind of old dystopian factory there, but uh, it's no longer there quicker ball and he nearly cuts it on he nearly cuts it on the stud is just playing doing that little thing where he waves his glove up and down suggesting he knows exactly what he was planning to do with it um so here we go again we'll just stay with the action before we wrap up this little out and about with bash and bird the end of the over would be nice wouldn't it again he's really short there he's really short there and And the misfield just round the corner and he gets a single i think uh, james is bowling purposely quite quite short yeah, and quite, quite short. flat he doesn't yeah. want to be launched over the uh, over the midweek and they've, they've still not been yeah they are they're reinstating the man at cow now but no yes no make your mind up guys bloody hell we've got to be home by seven he's back in yeah. he's back in there yeah. someone's done about 100 yards to move two harris not quite the same threat over there but he does like that area along the ground he lets that one go and you can hear the hiss of the not-so-old factory that obviously hasn't been knocked down um, in the background there. So, yes, yeah, so a big week last week. Stolly broke the club batting record, a massive win against uh, Middlewich. Uh, not so good for the twos. They struggled a little bit away at Barrow um, in, a, in, a, in a what sounds like a dour, pretty dour struggle. And they play, they're away at Barrow again next week with this, um, with this sort of emergency set of fixtures. Um, but no, it's looking good for the ones so yeah. far. My and it, just just a little statistical quick. That's my second game for the ones. My last two games for the club, um, and almost um, just about something like forty nine weeks apart. Yeah, yeah. The last one over at Lim wasn't it on a nice sunny day over at Lim. Um, but the, the Sundays as well. Just give the Sundays a mention before we before we wrap up. And uh, the Sundays had a good win over at uh, Davenham last week as well. Patrick Briscoe getting his uh, his first five for the club. Yeah, that was good, and a few another another few bonus sixes from Stardy just I think to get him up into the kind of 200 runs over the weekend. K 
category or close. Yeah. And the Sundays, I've just heard their trip, the short trip down the road uh, for the Kingsley Road Derby has been um, cancelled. Frodsham can't raise a team. Um, and I think I think what happens in these circumstances, in fact, for most Sunday fixtures, we either go to Davenham or the... Is it is it the Wesleyan Wayfarers or whatever they're called? Yeah. yeah. They, they play. They play. Robbo gets them lined up to play every other week, I think, is... Um, it's pretty much the score. One of Robbo's many dirty secrets that he hawks himself around on a Sunday when there isn't a Kingsley game to the highest bidder. So, um, so yeah. So, anyway, that's a little roundup of what's been going on. A record-breaking week. Hopefully, when we finish off the pod later, um, later on, we'll be reporting on a Wands win. But, of course, you never want to be... Um, jump into conclusions but all set fair as we leave you for this section of the podcast Kingsley 32 without loss um, we're only in the fifth over uh, Stoddy is on 20 Harris is on a more circumspect eight we'll just take a quick look at this one oh and Stoddy plays it straight down the wicket it's in the air a little bit longer than he would have liked he does that little wave of the glove as seen on test matches sign of appreciation the world. to the bowler well, I wouldn't say that. I think I'm more a little sort of telling himself off for just mm. perhaps not getting fully in control of the um, of the shot. So that's a little out and about with Bash and Bird interlude, um, and um, we'll get back to some of the more non-playing nonsense that we talk about most of the time. So, Birdie, that's us. Um, bringing a bit of action from the boundary rope. We've teed up and teased everyone with news of a Lee Tasker and two. So let's, let, let's not hang around. Let's just get straight to that. So welcome, everybody. Another brand new feature. It's from the boundary with Bash and Bird. We're doing our out and about interviews and we've got a diminutive club legend with us on the legend. bench. Legend, <laughs> legend on the bench. And we're going to just ask him a couple of questions. It's part of our BBQ Grill series, just to get a feel for some of the people who've painted the tapestry, or, or well, you don't paint a tapestry, do you, Bird? Well, you woven the history I, you, of you, you knit a club history. What, whether it's a tapestry, he's in it. He's, in, he's, he's, he's it, absolutely he's in it. part of it, the integral. Ba- the, the, Bayou the Bayou Tapestry of Village Cricket as Lee Tasker, Hanging selling his kit at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember. I do remember that moment when uh, I think Hayden had just arrived as the overseas player, and, uh, and Tas came up on his first day, and he and he gave all his kit away. And I thought, what 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 what's, yeah. uh, what a, what a, what, a, what a great start for Hayden. He's almost, just seen a lad turn up and give him. Oh, he, Hayden didn't know what was going on. Yeah, almost there, so. almost biblical. So listen, we are actually at the game, and we've just seen Harris um, go airborne there to Cow Corner, and. Um, we're 92 for naught, so that's partly why we've got plenty of time for another bit of podcast action because we're not all rushing to get our pants on. So we're just going to ask Lee a couple of questions just to commit this to the kind of club archives. So, Adrian, you take it away, thank mate. You, thank you. Yeah. Lee, great to see you back in KC's colours. Hello, and, listeners. Uh, and uh, and I just, you know, you, you've, had, you've had quite a long career. You, you, know, you, you, you came through the juniors with Neil, with Neil Rowlands, etc. What's been your favourite time at KCC, Lee? It's hard because I can't say about a glittering career on the pitch. Best time at KCC. Yeah. Do you remember the, the party in the pavilion? I do, do remember. remember. We, we had a couple of parties in the pavilion, yeah. Do you remember when we did we the do. big hog roast? Yes, I do, yeah. 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 You really it's, enjoyed those? That was great, yeah. I, <laughs> was, I remember the people who brought the hog roast like parading it through yeah. the pavilion like sort of some ritual. It was like a pig with a, with an apple in one end. That's the, like the, the hog pole, bit. The hog bit's a clue there, Lee. Yeah, a pole coming out the other end. <laughs> Yeah. And they like carried it through like some sort of like ritual. 
That was quite good. Kind of expected Racco Welsh in 2000 years BC to appear behind it. I did anyway. 1,000 award actually. 1,000 award. I can't really think of anything on the pitch. No, okay. You've got a couple of five for us, Liam. Yeah, the Barnton. What about the Barnton game where you took. Oh, yeah, I got a 50 and a 5 in that game. And we won off the last ball, didn't we? It would have been at a nice ground. It might have been a bit better. Oh, dear. And it's always nice to beat Barnsley. Yeah, we didn't think we didn't think we'd ever see you in KCC colours again. Well, so what what changed? What, over, overnight task. What changed this? Well, it was overnight because yeah, I say pressured into playing. I was ready to hang my boots up, like you say, but uh, I just answered the call when you need it, Bernie. Good man. Good man. I didn't have the heart to say no for the twentieth time on a Friday. Right. Or the patience. And it, and it's so serious. And just to prove that you've, you've um, um, settled all your kit. Or giving it away, you're actually playing in a Stoddart 44, Stoddard 44 shirt, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, I know. I'm not surprised I haven't been given a load of stick. Well, I think we're just so we've been so pleased to have you. Yeah, more to be nice to you because it's lockdown, mate. Every all all those all those men have got to be nice to each other during lockdown, so we don't all kind of lose the plot. But I thought you'd been to the club shop and bought it as like you know replica um, kit yeah. <laughs> you, can go, you can go and get the name Stop and number you chose if he carries on the way he's going we can have a shop full so, yeah. Sully who would be your who would be your favourite player to play with to play with yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah that's a good question there we go you see a smiling Andrew Ainsworth in the background um, there you grew up with the Wilson kind of era didn't yeah. you yeah he's easy to take the mick out of ok favourite player who's like that person the birdie I Birdie. think Birdie's, I think everyone would say that. What and I'm not like blowing smoke up anybody. You've you, you had your go on this, Andrew. You Jamie you? Moore's always strikes me as being one of the most popular younger guys in yeah, the, in the club. Yeah, me and Jamie get on quite well. Um, let me think. Kind of, I'm going through a load of old faces. Dolan, Chris Dolan. You yeah, got Dolan. You got on with Dolan, yeah, didn't you? Dolan, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Leo's? he has the same attitude to cricket to me. The O's are right. just a bit, old, bit old for the O's. Yeah. Okay. I probably would say Burnley. Okay, and what, and what about what ground did you... Because I know you're a bit of a student of the game, aren't you, Lee? You like your cricket. What, what's like the ground? What, what ground have you most enjoyed visiting? Um, Lords. <laughs> no, I mean, I need to play. I need to play at. Nice grounds. Don't think too long. Mobbly. Mobbly's nice. Not because I got my highest score there. 76. That would probably be a nice ground. Very good. 227 for um, the Crofters. Draw one. Presbury's a nice ground, even though it's got a bit of a slope. And I can remember playing one twos game when we turned up and we had to mow the pitch for them. Yeah, I remember I that. The, I think the roller broke down on the outfield as well. That was pretty good entertainment. I remember that. I remember Andrew actually cutting the pitch on arrival at yeah, Presbury. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I think um, I think that was karma for a time he was there previously when he wasn't. He was in a non-playing role and um, was. Um, How long is this interview? Can I can I keep going on? Yeah, yeah. Like to say. Well, we haven't had any answers from you yet, Lee. We've given you answers. This is interesting. We had we had a feature the other the other day, Bash and I, that was we went back in time to our favourite ever kind of professional match, and Bash chose the 1975 okay. World Cup. Final. So you don't have I've to have been good, to it. What no, would no. you go to then, Lee? What did you do? I went to the last day at Old Trafford in 2005 when oh. people were queuing out the ground. Yeah, so that was... And um, I remember Ricky Ponting buying basically all day for yeah. Australia. Yeah, yeah. And he no. just played brilliantly. And then I can remember him getting boys? out. Hey, Rich. Rich, yeah, hello, Richard. Oh, sorry, I'm just doing an interview at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry. Which got you on it? You did. But no, I can remember going, I can yeah, go, yeah, Old Trafford 2005, and he batted all day, basically. And I can remember him getting out at the end, and he's like feathered one down the leg side. 
that's right. And we needed about we needed another two wickets, I think yeah. in about ten overs, yeah. and you can see how distraught he was. But he played so well all day. So what about a game you didn't go to? So what would you yeah. if you had to choose any game to go back to in history where in history, you didn't yeah. go to, you weren't there, you could time travel back. So it'd probably have to be one from my like lifetime. Yeah. I don't know, I think the Ben Stokes Heavenly one would have been good to go and witness. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good day's cricket. I'd like to say one historically. I, I think that one when um, Trevor Chappell rolled the ball on the ground would have been funny to go to. That would yes. have been a good laugh. I think like you wouldn't. You felt a bit short changed at the end that they didn't actually play it properly. I would have just stormed the pitch. I, I, would, I would have liked to have gone to a World Series cricket game. That would have been yeah. a good game. Yeah, I'd yeah. Well, they've good standard that. Yeah, no, that would have. That, that's a really good call actually. Go and see it because the introduction of coloured clothing. Yeah, and all of all, all of that sort of stuff yeah. that would have been think really who I'd good. Like to have seen play. And what about what about your um, what about your the, the one player then? If you sort of could just go back and either you did see live, obviously the batsman you're. I've Ricky seen Ponte a lot fan. of good bowlers and batsmen. To be fair, I've seen I've seen Brett Lee bowl, and I remember watching it thinking, even though I'd seen other seamers bowl, you could see how much how much quicker he was. And they see how far back the keeper was, and like Adam Gilchrist taking it above his head, like twenty-five yards away. So I would have liked to have seen, like someone like Jeff Thompson bowl to see how quick, actually quick it was. It actually looked because they always say that he's probably the quickest around, but you never, you'd never be able to know whether he was quicker than what he is today. But I would have liked to see how quick it looked. So that's that's um, that's an absolute. Um, Absolutely great um, input there from Lee. So we'll thanks for your rigid. time. All right, Lee. All right, listen. That's it, mate. We've had. Oh, <laughs> we've had... Okay. <laughs> but listen, we're just, we're just, we're just, um, we're just wrapping up there. And because we're live at the ground, Stoddy is just pirouetted, and um, he's plonked one over the long leg boundary. He's on sixty-one, and I think the only question today is whether or not he's going to double up. No, he can't. I don't think he can now. No, he he's can. got to get. He's got to get forty of the last. He's got to get. He's got to get thirty-nine off. Thirty-nine out of the next forty-six runs. He could do this. He could do it. He could do it. And I think he, as skipper, he'll be wandering down the pitch and he'll be saying to Harris, "You just keep one end nice and tight." Oh, listen, we'll review it. We'll see what the feedback is. The fans, personally, they like to hear a lot of Birdie and I rather than guests. But, mm. um, but, but that's all. That's the only people who they're from. <laughs> Thank you, Lee. Thank Bit you. of pleasure. Well, I hope they, uh, I hope they enjoyed the uh, the outdoor ramblings from us on the boundary edge, and uh, and of course the the possibly the last words from uh, from Tasker Patch. Yeah, yeah, I think we certainly, um, we certainly. I I thought Lee would be a great guest, but I think there's a hint of us dragging him down to our level there a little bit. But um, but at least that's in the kind of club archive now for forever. Really, we've got a um some some um memento of of Lee's time as a cricketer before next Friday when he gets rung up again and someone begs him to turn out um, to, to make up a couple of teams. So so that's been really good. Lots of club-related cricket action here, but we're going to return to our first up birdie. Got a couple of to talk about. We're going to return to our um, celebrities as uh, village cricketers feature and then perhaps just talk a little bit about some of the impact of COVID and what it might be doing to the club game in terms of how it shapes itself for the future which is you know quite a serious subject in some respects but but let's talk about our village um, 11 just to remind everybody um, we are assessing some prominent famous people and thinking about them as members of your local village cricket side we've got Roy Keane at three we've got Nigella at four we've got Napoleon Bonaparte wicketkeeper captain at five and we've got a young Elvis at 
selected James, who I keep getting wrong in previous ones, Good. at seven. So we're gonna what we're gonna do now, we're gonna find a find um we're gonna find three bowlers and two openers. So I think we're gonna find another bowler this week and we're gonna talk about Dynamo um joining our virtual village cricket eleven. And then in future podcasts we're gonna look for a pair of celebrities to open and a pair of celebrities to be our Anderson and, and Broad. So I don't know much about Dynamo, so I did a little bit of research and it's a suggestion from from Piggy. So tell us a little bit, Birdie, about um, about what you think Dynamo would bring to the team? Okay, yeah. Um, I think the first thing is he's uh, he's a Yorkshireman, um, and uh, so he's obviously going to be very very keen on his cricket, which is which is good. Got to get a Yorkshireman in the team. Um, he's off a spinner. Obviously, he's going to be uh, the, the the spin bowling option, and you know he's going to obviously have uh, all of the uh, the variations, you know, the flippers and the, and the, and the googlies. It's all going to be there, and I think he'll be trying a lot of a lot of variations. The odd one might go wrong in, in the early stages, but uh, you'll have the odd variations there, you know, and you never know. You might get the odd ball coming down, turning into an orange halfway down and, and, and those kind of things. But I think I think batting wise, he'd be quite flamboyant, a little bit, a little bit um, in the Nigella mould. But I think a little bit looser than Nigella, to be honest with you. I think he concentrates on his bowling, doesn't really give the time and effort to his batting. So I think there'll be a lot of loose shots. Um, and that's why I think he's going to be a little bit more down the order. Not too sure of the number. I'll, I'll leave that to you. But I actually think his his biggest value, you know, is uh, is going to be in the field. Not not him personally in the field. But I think as you as you alluded to early on in the show, we, we do have some selection problems at the moment. And I think he'd be really useful there because uh, if uh, people are on holiday and uh, you know, I'm thinking, you know, Pat and Chaz, of, you know, sometimes they're at a party, sometimes they're they're camping, sometimes they're on holiday. He could all of a sudden, you know, use his magical skills to just kind of summon them up. So, you know, they'll just kind of appear on the outfield at cover cover point with a you know, pair of Bermuda shorts on and a, and a pina colada in their hand. We can get them for the day. And then once we're finished with the game, obviously you can then, you know, kind of magic them back to whatever whatever event they're at. So I think that is he's going to be a real boost to the selectors by being able to to magic in our members from from wherever they're finding themselves in their in their location. So so just let me stop you there a second, Adrian. What you are saying is, um, and we are supposed to be taking this seriously. Just just you know, you're on a first warning for that. Um, but just to just to check out, we've got Dynamo. He can magic up, magic up two players for us. Yeah. And top of your list are Chaz and Pat. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's um, that's interesting. I presume on the basis that they're people who might not be around, rather than people who may be at the ground. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 Well, so I'll let I'll let you off on that one. So I, I so I'll, I'll share a few thoughts. I've I've absolutely got Dynamo as a spinner. Um, I don't see him batting much. I think he's the sort of person who's probably good at good at his his particular chosen profession and i think he is he is he is a leggy i think he's absolutely one of those players who you say and the opposition say why on earth are you playing cricket at this level because mm. he's so good he's so good and i think he's mastered his art i don't think he's i don't think there's too much i think unusually for a leggy there's very little that's not in the right place i think he's absolutely on the money i think he's got all of the all of the all of the variations. I think he's a sixty or seventy wickets a year man. Yeah. Absolutely on, on top of it. I think he's a pretty calm guy bowling wise. I think if he does ever get hit, I think he absolutely can soak that up no problem. He's got absolute nerves of steel. So he's absolutely the man there, and that might help him as an unreliable if he comes in. 
um, with them with it with maybe needing to keep up an end or a, um, a boundary needed in the final over or whatever. But I don't see him as too much of a batsman. I see him as someone who's absolutely focused his energies on one one particular uh, one particular art form within the game. But definitely, definitely a real asset, and I think also an absolute massive boost in terms of things like fundraising at a beer festival. You know what I mean? Because the the person who MCs it generally has not got a good rap from a lot of people. I think Dynamo could be up there. I think he could be doing tricks. He could be making, you know, um, things appear from behind kids' ears, magicking things up. Really, really doing a great job on that. And as a club member, not 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 uh, attracting a fee for that. So that would be my sort of take on Dynamo. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, real integral part of the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So 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 he's in as our spinner. Um, and, and he's our big spin option. And as you know, Adrian, you only need one. You do, yeah, yeah. Two's handy, but one, one. Yeah, one good one yeah. will do you. Yeah. yeah, one good one will do you. So we're looking for some seamers, ideally with a bit of pace, and we're looking for a couple of opening bats. We're going to be podcasting again in about seven, eight, nine, ten days' time. So listeners have got a chance to nominate double acts who could come in and potentially open the batting or perhaps lead our seam attack. But um, should, we, should we leave our increasingly strong virtual village 11 there birdie and then just have a few thoughts to wrap up today yeah yeah i mean what what were, what were your thoughts on the win lose situation yesterday i mean we played two i'll give well, my thoughts in a minute but did you enjoy it yesterday the win lose well i thought yeah i mean it was it was um it was um it was it was uh listen when you're completely out of nick and an ancient cricket like myself sitting on the sidelines watching someone tonking around for a relatively easy victory is exactly what you're uh, what you're looking for but i think it's absolutely the way to go I think a prompt start and footballers aside is you there, Bash? Have you paid the meter, um, Bash? Now we've had a few technical problems. I've got a couple of theories about this and Russian hackers. I think that is it goes with the territory when you're an internet phenomenon. But uh, we were talking about uh, about the impact of, um, of of COVID, Birdie, and we were just talking a little bit about win lose cricket as a as a um, uh, one of the things that has emerged. And I know there's been a bit of chat on uh, the Cheshire cricket banter page about what it should be. I mean, you know, that was the first actually that was the first win lose game other than a cup game I played in my time at the club, which is. Um, Quite interesting, and I think it's absolutely the way to go. I think a prompt start. Um, I think I think win lose. I wouldn't have the complex batting and bowling points. I would probably for twos cricket. I would have a bonus point if you took seven wickets um, while defending or got seventy percent of the score chasing. Just because I think in one sided games, juniors need to have a bit of a target so they get something out of it. But I mean, I I wouldn't have it any more complicated than than that. What about yourself? Yeah, and I think you know we've played two now. And yesterday, um, obviously, when we we played over at Winnington, wasn't wasn't really a, you know a, a, an example that you could take a lot from because we batted second, so it wasn't really a great deal of difference. But the, but the one the week before was, um, and Middlewich, you know, all credit to them because because they batted very positively in their second innings with with you know within a couple of overs they they knew we knew they had very very little chance of winning that match. Um, and in the old, in, under the old rules, they they could have dug in and made it kind of quite difficult and quite boring. But they carried on batting. They carried on batting quite positively. One guy uh, who batted very well was close to his fifty. 
and uh, you know he had a, a good incentive to get it. And in the end, because he was playing quite riskily, uh, you know, Chaz bowled him. So uh, you know, we we actually had a genuine win. So I so all I've seen from it so far is is positive. I guess the only thing we were talking about this, I think, uh, yesterday in the outside broadcast is our our at the moment our top order are uh, they're on fire. You know, they're they're batting very very well that that top order. So because you have a slight reduction in the in the number of um, you do get a situation where some of the bats aren't getting in. Um, but you counter that with the bowling, and I, I am a firm favourite of the fact that you have 10 overs per bowler. I think that's that's good. Um, I could even reduce it to eight, the old John Player League rules, but um, but I think I think 10 overs is, is about right. So, you know, if in this kind of crazy situation we have had an opportunity to try it, um, it'll evolve, um, you know, and teams will, will maybe play it different over the next couple of weeks and months, but the first signs are good. I played it down south, and, uh, and I think it's, it is the right way to go, yes. So I, I think it's a really good point about the bowling restrictions, which I know is a, a kind of bone of contention, particularly at first eleven cricket. I would, I, I think, I, I think some teams, particularly second eleven, struggle to get a fifth bowler out. But yeah. I do think an essential part at every level of the game, getting some overs from a fifth bowler is part of it. In the same way that you know it's eleven aside, and that means you can't have the, you know, you you can't, you've got to have one player, at least one player more on one side of the wicket. That's part of the the challenge of it um so i would ideally go for you know probably eight overs and five bowlers i think that might be difficult yeah. but there is an option which is to say well it's nine overs and and, and the skipper's got to find four overs from yeah. somewhere else that adds a tactical yeah. dime that is you know yeah. do teams weigh do they target someone those sorts of things i think that's a good compromise think, yeah that, that would be the way to go yeah good point uh, so, so, so that would be my approach. But, um, but I mean, a slightly lighter note. I think one of the casualties of the um, of COVID has clearly been cricket teas. And I mean, what do you think? Was, everyone turned up with their sandwiches and their snacks yesterday, if they were suitably prepared. We once again heard that um, Andrew Ainsworth doesn't like cheese and onion sandwiches. Mm. Apparently, that doesn't count as a sandwich, and he's passed that down to um, to young Ben who yeah. doesn't like them. I don't like them personally, but I do accept that they are a sandwich. I mean, it's... Well... It's, uh, but, but, but what do you think about the kind of the, the, the loss of teas, Birdie? It certainly means the turnaround's quicker, but, I mean, that's a big part of it for a lot of players, isn't it? Yeah, it's... it's I, I, I think not making some sandwiches in the morning isn't a big issue. And, and to be honest with you, I, you know, I, I really didn't like, I don't think many people, you know, we obviously have a rotor system where we do teas under normal circumstances. And I, I actually think I'd rather bring my own than, than, than spend the Saturday morning doing, uh, doing the tea for the entire team. Listen, it's, it's, it's one of those that, you know, what we're all going through at the moment and some more than others, it's this, this is small beer, as I said before. And, 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 to have to do that, I think people have adapted superbly well. We're all sitting outside now. We're actually using that end of game situation to uh, to to sit there and have a beer together. And I think other sides are doing that. So it's it's working okay. You know, we're getting a game of cricket, and I think people are really kind of happy to do it. Um, and the ones that have got a bit of time in the morning, you know, make a nice tea, nice tea for themselves. So not a problem. Yeah, no, it does it does lead to a quick turnaround time, yeah. and it's pretty clear that for a lot of people. Part of the attraction of say forty over cricket is is that there's no reason why that can't be a start at one finish at six event. Yeah. And I think perhaps the um, I think perhaps bringing your own tea does um, does move people um, or does move the game on a little bit. So that's um, that's possibly a good thing. And and who knows where we'll be uh, where we'll be next year? But things are sort of returns to normal. I was at junior cricket on 
Friday and that starts to look a little bit more like it. I mean, the sad thing is, though, it's just realize how few weeks are left in the season. It all feels very like a, the start of the year, even the weather's like that. But um, we'll see where we we'll yeah. see where we get on it. But at least we've got some yeah. some action. Hopefully, we get a nice September. Yeah, we get a nice September. Then, uh, then you know, it'll take us through and uh, you know maybe to, to the start of October and, and we'll actually get a decent bit of cricket in. I mean, we've got we've got a fair bit coming up. We've got. Um, the return friendly match at uh, Weaverham on Thursday night. Obviously, we have got Saturday cricket, um, and in I think Sunday Sundays are playing regular. They're they're out there today playing against uh, Davenham, I think, and uh, we got a Cheshire Shield match coming up um, against Upton on the Wirral soon. So uh, yeah, the next podcast we can report how hopefully we're getting on in the cup. Well, we did, and um, we've had a lot of live action this week, so we've got a few things. One of the things we sent out um, a couple of weeks ago was a request for anybody who wants to contribute to our agony uncles feature yeah. um for us to work through your cricketing and any other sorts of problems really i mean we're we're, we're more than happy to give an inexpert view had a couple of people coming in confidentially talking about things that they'd like us to and perhaps people would benefit from and um, so we'll be picking up on uh, on that and of course there is an open invitation for anybody who fancies coming on as a guest but perhaps given the success of the lee tasker interview which i, I think um will go down as a bit of a um a, a bit of a first we could perhaps spend a bit of time at some of these games coming up birdie and, and roping a few extra yeah. kbc stars to contribute so so we're coming out bouncing off the ground with bash and bird bash and bird from the boundary out and about with bash and bird all of these features are stalking around the outfield waiting to grab you for a 10 minute interview so everyone really should be prepared and ready to go with our question set shouldn't they birdie yeah yeah it's not difficult it's not difficult guys be brave yeah excellent okay on that call to arms from adrian um five for 30 odd yesterday we'll call it a day and we'll speak to everyone soon take care take it easy